here. Welcome to Menopause Nutritionist. I believe women can thrive in menopause and have the body composition of their choice if they master their nutrition and lifestyle. And as promised, we are going to have a chat today about intermittent fasting and why it's so helpful and why I personally use it on my menopause journey. So before we kick that off, I will just remind you on Tuesday next week, I have a workshop. So anyone who wants a blueprint to kick off 2024 with a direct game plan for the first 90 days, then you're going to want to tune in. Or maybe you are on your menopause journey, you're in perimenopause, or maybe you're just uh, heading that direction, you're 40 plus, and you you want to learn more you want to know how to eat high protein you want to you know know how to get your nutrition on track you want to learn about meal planning and meal prepping and all of the things then this is for you it's a two-hour workshop so i just want to make sure that everyone knows it's on it's going to be awesome and there's already like 40 plus women that have signed up it's going to be great so we're gonna have a we're gonna have a great time. We're gonna have a lucky door prize. It's gonna be awesome. So I just wanted to mention that before we kick off today. If you have not signed up, then make sure you get the link, and we will. I'll actually I will pop the link here in the the notes, and you can grab it and join us. So today, and we will be talking about intermittent fasting a little bit over there on the workshop as well. Now, these are some reasons why intermittent fasting is super helpful on your menopause journey. Like whether you're in perimenopause or you're postmenopause, these are evidence-based findings for women in perimenopause or menopause. They have actually been specifically researched. So I think there's some conflicting information out there that women have not been studied. I just want you to know there's a great research paper that shows evidence of this from 2016. Even in the last year there has been 1,288 research studies done on intermittent fasting in women. So this is a topic that is really being researched. If you listen to my content you'll know I like evidence-based uh, research I like to have evidence to back up like sometimes you just feel great but having actual research and findings behind it helps me kind of close the loop on knowing that it's good so I just want you to know that before we kick this off so I'm going to talk through some of the the benefits and then we're going to talk through someone yesterday asked how I hit my protein requirements while I'm intermittent fasting and I actually see this a lot I'm in a few different Facebook groups and I see people struggle with this like how do I hit my protein requirements if I'm fasting so we're going to talk that through as well okay so let's talk through some of these benefits I personally have been intermittent fasting for almost seven years and it has been a game changer in my journey so we'll talk through these benefits and I'll talk through how you would get started um, and ease your way into creating a lifestyle out of this. The, the research shows that from a weight loss point of view, using intermittent fasting as opposed to just calorie restriction is more effective because you actually create a lifestyle. 
where often when you're doing calorie restriction, you're doing it for like six weeks or eight weeks or 12 weeks, and then you're re going back to just eating. And the research shows the people that did that just actually put the weight back on. Whereas with intermittent fasting, they actually, they created a lifestyle and they kept the weight off. So quite beneficial from that point of view. Right, so that leads into the first benefit, which it, it improves your weight loss journey. Um, and then the second thing is it actually improves losing the belly fat. And when we're talking belly fat, usually we're talking like visceral fat. This is the fat that really occurs when we put on weight in menopause. When insulin starts getting involved, like the hormones are out of whack, it, we're losing estrogen. And that is the fat that we don't want. That's the fat that's really not good for us. It actually lowers cortisol levels. This is all evidence-based findings. It helps with your glucose intolerance. So for me, I actually had some insulin resistance when I started intermittent fasting. So I know that fasting actually helps break that down. That's what that means. Glucose intolerance is basically you are just, but you know, your body is just, you know, really good at using or over it's been it's been overstimulated with glucose like and and not the right proportions and often when i'm working with people once we like uh, balance their macronutrient macronutrients out and they're not eating so many carbohydrates they're eating we're, we're leading with protein that actually makes a big difference as well it helps protect against like age-related memory decline. So when we're talking about that, we're talking about any cognitive function. This is why, and a lot of you here in my menopausal tribe will have experienced the brain fog. That's what we're talking about. What happens with intermittent fasting is it actually helps stimulate our brain function. So uh, that's why the brain fog goes away. It actually helps improve your liver function, which your liver obviously is a very important process in the body, like detoxifying and processing everything. It actually improves your lipid profiles and your cholesterol levels. So we know that when estrogen declines, it affects our cholesterol. I'm pretty sure I've done some talks about this, but it's a really common situation that happens. Once estrogen declines, cholesterol goes up. So it, that it helps improve that. So you can see why there's so many benefits and those benefits are the research that has been done on perimenopausal and menopausal women. So they're specific to our tribe here. Now, the reason that I also am a big fan of intermittent fasting is it's anti-inflammatory inside the body. So we know that generally we're like, and I don't know about you guys, but and you've heard me talk about this, that one of the biggest side effects now of menopause symptoms is musculoskeletal injuries. Now, they are going to be causing inflammation. So anything you can be doing that is reducing the inflammation in your body, and intermittent fasting is one of those tools that you can uh, you know, use, is going to be helpful like in any like aspect. So my recommendations, I actually had a call with one of my one-on-one -on -one clients this morning and she's like, I need to talk to you about fasting, like I really think I need to do it. 
I'm like, well, perfect timing because I'm actually I'm doing a podcast about this today. So, you know, I'll send this to you. So those of you who maybe have not given it a try yet, what you need to do is basically just start extending the window of fasting. So all of us fast every day. When we finish eating at night and we go to bed, unless you are miraculously like sleepwalking to the fridge, and eating while you're sleeping you are actually fasting and that's hence the word breakfast break fast in the morning so when we have breakfast we are breaking our fast from having our fast of of sleeping so when we wake in the morning instead of as soon as we wake giving our body food we actually wait so the first thing i do is my Wi-Fi is not playing, it's playing, hopefully we're good, hopefully we're good. I feel like I'm playing with the Wi-Fi gods today. Um, the first thing we do is have a big glass of water because as we know, we actually as human beings need about 250 mils of water every hour. So over 24 hours, that is why I personally try and hit three liters of water a day because I know over 24 hours, 250 mils of water an hour is pretty much kind of what our body is using so the first thing i do when i wake up is have a big glass of water then we are instead of going to give our body food and breakfast we're going to wait so we are going to just push our breakfast out now when you're starting this regime instead of going from like maybe waking up and having breakfast first up you're going to actually maybe just gradually increase that. You like ease yourself into it. You could certainly try and just extend it out, but you may get some adverse side effects because your body is not used to doing that. And it will probably tell you about it. So I just uh, suggest pushing that window out like maybe an hour. So maybe you used to have breakfast at 7 a.m. Now you will have it at 8 a.m. this week. And then next week you'll go to 9 a.m. And then the following week, 10 a.m. And then the following week, 11 a.m. So what we're doing is we're stretching our window out. We kind of shoot for like that 16-8 protocol where for 16 hours we're fasting and then for eight hours of the day we've got an eating window we call it so that eating window just allows us to have our food in that period of time it's really very easy so that is what we're shooting for so for me today i had my breakfast at around 11 a.m and then you know i will then have lunch after i finish talking to you so usually by the time i have breakfast and when you eat high protein you will feel satiated so then have breakfast about 11 and then by about two o'clock i'm hungry again and by the time i've finished talking to you guys then i will have my lunch and then i will wait till dinner and usually we have dinner about 7 30 and then that is me i have three meals a day breakfast lunch and dinner now how do i get 150 grams of protein in over the breakfast lunch and dinner my breakfast this morning was 45 grams of protein. So that's the first part. That's almost a third of my protein for the day. So the first meal that you have must be high in protein. And we know that if we really hit like 40 to 50 grams of protein in that first meal, it actually changes our hunger hormones and our cravings 
for food for the rest of the day will be changed because of that high protein first meal. Of course, it also helps to spread your protein load across the day because if you miss that high protein at breakfast, you can imagine then I'm trying to play catch up with lunch and dinner and that then becomes difficult trying to get 150 grams in. So I've had 40 grams or 45 grams at breakfast. Lunch is going to be another 40 grams probably. All my protein, uh, all my recipes are high protein so and then dinner will be probably another 40 grams like that's kind of just how we shoot so that's 120 grams ish then i can have a protein shake to just get me to 150 so i would have that protein shake either right after lunch or right after dinner because i truly only eat three times a day breakfast lunch and dinner i that is one thing that i have changed in this last few years is that I don't snack so I pretty much it's very rare for me to eat outside of those times I really just eat breakfast lunch and dinner and if I'm going to have a treat or like something sweet it will be tagged on to lunch or it'll be tagged on to dinner because then it's all digested um, together and we know that when we actually have protein in, included in the um, in the in the meal it digests differently it gets processed differently so that's why when and i'm just about to i will give you a heads up on this one i have seen a lot of people so i'm 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 over on tiktok and i do a lot of stuff over there on tiktok and i've seen a lot of people on tiktok doing the woolies loaded muffins so i am going to test them today and i have some I already have some strong opinions about how they would fit in to our tribe's way of eating because the ones I picked up were like 430 calories. Now my breakfast was 500 calories, so that's almost a meal. So I have some very strong opinions on how I would consume one of these muffins, but I'm about to do it after my lunch today. So. Uh, if you're interested in that, go follow me on TikTok and you'll see that they, unfortunately, um, I will probably need three minutes because there's different uh, kind of time frames for uh, TikTok posts, if you like. And I'll probably need three minutes to actually, um, maybe I'll do a podcast about it. It probably is necessary. Maybe I will as well for you guys. Anyway let me see what I can do but if you're on TikTok go follow me over there it's menopause nutritionist and um but this is exactly you know the sort of thing that people need to understand like so you'll hear some of my recommendations of how I would be consuming this loaded muffin uh because I'm pretty sure it has very minimal protein in it so that's just a side note so, so that is pretty much how I hit my protein while I'm intermittent fasting. Uh, it's not hard to do when you know how to do it. And breaking your food up across the day and making sure you're hitting your high protein at each meal um, is one of the you know kind of game changers of making sure you add that up and, and making it happen. So once you know how to do it, it's actually not that hard. Um, and it just like like we talked about last time it's just a non-negotiable for me like 
if we go out for dinner and I don't manage to get enough protein in, I will come home and have a protein shake and make sure I just get an extra 30 grams in. Like there's ways of being able to do it. So, and hopefully I'm teaching you guys those things um, over here. So, you know, you get the tips and tricks and hacks around how to do it and make it happen. So, but today we were really wanting to just discuss intermittent fasting and how you would start, how you go about it. Um, there are things you can do, like if you find it difficult, I do use exogenous ketones. Um, you know, that is a something that you can use while you're fasting that doesn't break your fast, but they are satiating, they taste great, and they help you along the way. So that is one thing. Basically, you can have black tea or coffee um, or herbal tea, but apart from that, you know, that's kind of the limitations of what you can have in that fasting period of time. I think that's why I still enjoy, like there's some really great evidence and research on exogenous ketones. They help with your uh, brain function as well. They cross the blood-brain barrier and really fuel your brain. So I love that aspect um, and that's why I use them as well because brain health is really important to me. Uh, so I think if we're not actually looking after our brain, then, you know, that kind of makes everything happen so that's a pretty high priority for me but yeah apart from that it's pretty pretty simple just start by uh you know stretching that window out a little bit and and ease your way into it and then um eat high protein once you come out of your fast but that's pretty much it so hopefully that has been helpful for those of you who are keen to want to know more want to know the benefits as you can see there's a lot and um you know give it a try so if you have any other questions like make sure you follow me over on social media and you can shoot me a message um anytime i would love to hear from you and i will pop the link to the workshop next week in the show notes so make sure you jump on that it's going to be awesome and there is a recording there's people from all over the world jumping on so some of them will just be listening to the recording anyway um, so don't let that stop you just just FYI and um, as always appreciate you listening in hope this has helped you on your health journey and if you are happy to leave a review or a rating I would appreciate it so so much it's how this podcast will reach other ears and this is all about sharing and learning and education is power so appreciate you for pausing right now and doing that thank you so much and um sending lots of love wherever you are in the world i will talk to you next time